Hello, welcome to the Careers for Kids podcast, where kids learn careers. This is Maxwell Valencia. And this is Henry Morrison. And, and today, today we have Earl Valencia, Valencia former Earl engineer, engineer, and now entrepreneur. entrepreneur. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi, Earl Valencia. Hello, how are you? Um, yeah, thank, thanks so much for having me in Careers for Kids. Um, I'm super excited to be in the episode. And yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, as you mentioned, I'm a former aerospace engineer and now I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, okay. Tell me your name and what you currently do right now. Okay, good. So uh, again, for everybody, uh, my name is Earl uh, Valencia. And right now, uh, I actually am a co-founder of a uh, AI, artificial intelligence and financial technology company um, that's, uh, uh, you know, based basically in Silicon Valley. Uh, so that's uh, what I'm doing. And yeah, as I mentioned, I'm an engineer by training, um, you know, went to, uh, you know, Boston U for undergrad for electrical engineering. I went to Cornell for aerospace engineering, and then I ended up going to Silicon Valley via Stanford University. Nice. Okay. So tell me more about your career and like, how did you get to this position? Yeah. You know, um, I always wanted to think about business, but when I was young, um, I just thought of like, okay, there's, there's a funny thing, right? Like you can be a business person, um, but it's hard to be a business person than an engineer versus being an engineer than a business person. So I started my career, as I mentioned, uh, getting trained in you know the hard engineering, so electrical engineering, then aerospace engineering. And my first job actually was to uh, you know, look at rockets and satellites. So I was working for the space division of a company called Raytheon. Uh, it's one of the biggest aerospace companies in the world right now. And um, yeah, and then after I was in you know, four years in Raytheon, I, I worked in many classified projects and then ended up going to a business school at Stanford in Silicon Valley where I where my mind was opened up a little bit on technology, entrepreneurship, investments, um, and that's where I got my big exposure. So after that, I ended up in the, um, the, 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 the new product team of a company called Cisco Systems. So Cisco, Cisco is, yeah, it's like the networking company of the world. So the headquarters was in Silicon Valley. So I did yeah. that for a bit. Um, so I ran innovation globally for their platform. Uh, moved back actually to Asia um, to lead innovation for a telecom company uh, and also invested in a number of startups. And then the past four years before the startup, I was in Wall Street in their technology side. So I was uh, in the data team of a hedge fund called Bridgewater. And then um, I was in the CTO office of Dell. Uh, I know your laptop is, a lot of people have laptops of Dell Technologies. I was in the chief technology officer team of Dell. Uh, and then I got hired to uh, lead uh, digital uh, for the operations of Charles Schwab, wow. and that's an uh, investment side. And yeah, I looked at AI and all these new technologies where, and then eventually my co-founder, Kevin, who was my classmate at Stanford, uh, quit Google and their AI team and said, Earl, you know, let's start a company. And uh, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So it's like a, you know, a, new, a new business. Uh, what part of your job do you enjoy the most and not enjoy the most? Oh, what I enjoy the most really is, you know, that the the product that you're building, 
is is what people actually use right away. So for example, it is very few uh, jobs in the world where it comes literally from your mind, an idea, and then all of a sudden it becomes a product where people use it on a daily basis. So um, so for example, we have a mobile app that we started uh, and we launched it in Asia, in, in the Philippines. And in a span of a year and a half, we have 500,000 downloads, right? So it's an interesting thing where literally we were just talking about it, I guess, a year before we launch. You know, we worked on it, we built the app, and then all of a sudden when we launched it, in a span of 18 months, half a million people downloaded the thing. So I just felt that that's very good. And then, you know, and then we get stories of people telling us how we help them because of our, you know, credit app in the Philippines. And now obviously we're launching new products. So it's just a, such a fulfilling thing because, uh, you know, that's why most people do engineering because they want to conceptualize from something to, you know, from, from nothing to something, right? And that's what gives me fulfilled on a daily basis because ideas literally become reality and that's an awesome feeling. Yeah, I mean, of course, I'm not like I don't make yeah. products that people use every day, but I can definitely see how that would be like fulfilling and just like yeah. kind of mind blowing at the same time. Exactly. That you had this idea, and now it's become like a revolutionary thing around. <laughs> well, not necessarily revolutionary. Yeah, but definitely, but no, of course, it's been a humbling experience, thing. definitely. Okay. Um, was this actually the dream job you imagined yourself doing when you were actually uh, not so much? Um, my dream job actually was to become an astronaut. So that's kind of why I ended up doing engineering and aerospace engineering because I wanted to become an astronaut. And, um, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, um, I decided that maybe it's still a, a dream, not a dream, but maybe working for NASA could be something again in the future for me, but or working again in space systems. But uh, a, a challenge that I saw is, you know, I could think about impacting space right um, right now, but I thought now I'll impact people on the ground first. And then I look at the space again, right? So that was something that I was, I was looking at. Um, and yeah, so I think being an entrepreneur, it was always in the back of my mind. I just never, you know, think it would actually happen to me, right? Um, but I wanted to be an astronaut and go to space and, you know, plant a flag in the moon was, you know, one, one of the things I really wanted to do. But that led me to engineering, which actually helped me now build this company with my co-founder and obviously our amazing team all around the world. What were your idols when you were young? Oh, idols. Ooh. So I had a couple ones, but obviously uh, the most impactful one for me is uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, it's a basketball player. And, um, you know, I was, I forgot where it was, but before Michael Jordan had the cafe and I was also probably like your age and I went to the Michael Jordan cafe and um, there was a big poster there that says, one of the quotes of Michael Jordan says, you know, I was aware of my success but I never stopped trying to get better, right? And that was somewhat of the mantra that I am, you know, have now in my life. And it's because of Michael Jordan, right? Um, so I thought that was a something that I was always looking forward to. Uh, and, you know, and, and I, I really, really saw um, him as someone that I, I wanted to, to be, right, in the future. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a basketball sports uh, idol, but... You know, at least some of the life lessons, the quotes that he had um, was very, like, important in my in my life. What inspired you to, like, pick this job? Like, why? Because I know you've been through many jobs, mm. but what inspired you to go through this one? Yeah, you know. Or just, or just necessarily all of your jobs in the past. Yeah, of course. No, I mean, I think 
the common thread here is impact, right? So, <clears throat> you know, I, I told myself like, how can I get a, a job that actually will help people and I can help them directly? So, <laughs> sorry. Um, so that was something that I was very conscious about. And I said, if I had to, you know, I, I, so some people will say, how do you measure your life is what people say. And I, I, I tell them that, Maybe in my in my in my life I'll be like a hundred millionaire, but not necessarily dollars, but hundred millionaire with regards to people that I helped. Right. So imagine if I can help a hundred million people or be a billionaire and help a billion people before, you know, before I die, then that's something that I would love. Right. So that's kind of how I thought about it. That's why I went to all these different jobs. And that was always my filter. Right? Like, how can I use my talents and technology combined? In order to help more and more people, so that you know, um, I can help change their lives for the better. What was the biggest highlight of your career? Oh yeah, so <laughs> so the biggest highlight of my career, um, obviously, it's you know having my you know getting married to my wife uh, is one of the highlights of my life. Uh, having my my kids, I have three kids, that's the highlights of my life. Um, at a, at a professional basis, uh, it's a couple of things, um, actually. Um, and maybe it all corresponded into uh, about a year or two ago, 2021, I think. Um, I got into uh, you know, uh, the, the company and I, I got into the incubator of NASDAQ, right? Which is a kind of a big technology, like where, where stocks get listed. And so this is like the kindergarten of NASDAQ is our joke. So it's like where small companies get incubated, but NASDAQ picks them. And I was the representative of the company there. And the prize uh, was you have um, your, 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 your profile, your, literally your face and stuff and the NASDAQ board in Times Square. So um, I, I, you know, I think I was shocked that my kids were there, my wife, and you know, it was really fulfilling to see uh, you know, your face in a big billboard in Times Square. Um, that doesn't happen very often. And uh, it was definitely something that I was, I, I, I felt a lot of pride in um, and humility, right? Seeing at the same time that, you know, hopefully we'll really go to NASDAQ at some point in the future, not as the kindergarten of NASDAQ, but as the actually college of NASDAQ, right? Which is like a listing in the, in the stock exchange. Okay. So what are the biggest challenges, like, that you would want solve like in more recent years by like our generation gen z or like i i don't know i think you're like at the more gen recent. alpha now by the way oh, um, wait. that gen z i think z i think z oh maybe maybe gen z alpha, alpha was 2013 yeah oh really oh you're yeah. like literally just at the intersection yeah. of alpha and z oh so my so there's two big things that actually three big things that i think is the biggest challenges for your generation right like one of this is that the global world economy is changing very rapidly, right? So in the end of the day, right, um, you know, you have to be really smart about global affairs mm -hmm. because before I think you could be very good in just seeing as like, okay, I can just be aware of what's happening in my town, aware of happening in my city, my state, my country, right? But actually you have to understand now that the world is so interconnected and let's say, things that happen in China will affect something that happens in Connecticut, right? So you have to be aware of that. So that's one, the global economy is so interconnected, but at the same time, the powers are shifting very rapidly. The second one is this notion of the rapid rise of technology. So like, you know, there's 
artificial intelligence, you know, and people are like, oh, but our jobs will be changed. But the thing is, technology will move to the pace that it is going. So, for example, in my generation, cell phones weren't a standard. Smartphones were definitely not a standard. But we just had to adopt to use cell phones daily. So your generation will have, what is that cell phone for your next generation? Maybe it's AI, maybe it's some other technologies. You just have to like be very good in learning and adapting and new technologies, but this thing will happen faster than my generation. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is, I think this notion of um, climate sustainability, like the world is um, before, I think in the previous generation, maybe not my generation, but previous generation is like the world is where humans can just take advantage of all resources of the world, but not caring about how this will be the next 100 years. And I think we will have the responsibility to think about how can the world be better in the next 100 years, mm-hmm. um, where the damage has been done in a lot of places already, right? So it's a bit of a something like that, but I, I'm pretty optimistic because if you have you know, global interconnectedness, if you have the new technologies to help this, then maybe you can help this part too, uh, which is sustainability world, um, you know, and, and using technology to help it. So that's the challenges I see your generation will have to solve in your life. Do you think that like bad things, like, I don't know, but just like, do you think that bad things will happen from too many ideas? Because we all know how fast technology is advancing yeah. now. Do you, yeah. because I think, like because it's so advanced and all of that. Just yeah, advanced, no, that's advanced. true. I don't think like it's gonna turn against us. <laughs> no, <yet>. no. <laughs> yes, but like stuff is advancing so fast that like um I don't really know how to explain this, but there's so much like new like there's just so many new things coming on the board like today and but you know but yeah but you basically know, do yeah. you think some of those things like there will be yeah. too so many things that some of those things will be bad and affect the world in a negative way? It's like anything else, right? Like someone says that TV was bad, right? Long Mm -hmm. time ago because, oh, wow, now everybody has access to, you know, content or violence, right? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Like let's say the Terminator, right? Like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger start doing this or aliens, right? And try to like blast out aliens. And someone says before, oh, that's violence, right? Yeah, I guess it is. But now you have to think, okay, how can we use this medium for good? So now you can think about more inspirational stories in the TV, movies that enrich your life. So I think technology always has both a good and bad part about it. And it's up to you to figure out how you utilize these new technologies. And um, no matter what, to be honest with you, technology will move, right? Human progress keeps on moving, which relates to technology. So um, it's more of how you use the next level of technology to actually make make better decisions or make more impact in the world is probably how you should think about it versus like, oh, wow, like let's let's be scared of it. Or there's an, there's always going to be good and bad. It's more of like, what are you going to do with it, right? So, um, yeah. If someone wants to follow in your footsteps or in your careers, what would you tell him or her? Oh, yeah, especially for you, right? Like, you know, um, I think both of you are probably like in, you know, middle school or something. And for everyone listening, that's maybe in in that age group, right? Like maybe 10 to 13 or maybe in teen years. I think just always keep the curiosity is my advice. Always keep learning. Always be abreast on new technology developments. It's like maybe the things that I would want for you to do. So 
because if you don't don't try new things, especially with regards to learning new things, then it's you know it, it's hard to to keep up, right? So always be open, be curious, um, approach it. Where like, oh, actually, that's so interesting. How do I try things out? Um, I'd rather people try, let's say, uh, new technologies than to like be afraid of it, right? So that's like my my thought. So um, let's say if you want to like be curious about engineering. Um, you know, it's so good now to just go to YouTube and see if you can try to code some simple website, right? Or let's say if you want to make a podcast, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. it's just so good to just look at some blogs or YouTube and then make a podcast, right? So I think that's the way it's like, I think that's the that's the beauty about you right now uh, and in your generation is like you can literally like learn anything you want as long as you focus and be curious. So that's my big thing. And for me, I was lucky that when I was, um, you know, 10 or 11 years old, my my mom brought me to uh, the NASA Johnson Space Center, which is in Houston. And I saw the, the rocket that brought people to the moon. And at that point, I said, oh, I kind of want to be an engineer. So I just literally, when I go to the library, I look at space books, right? I my, my, you know, one of my research papers at seventh grade was about astronauts. So it's like, I took my own curiosity and I took advantage of whatever was around me, even if it's just reading about things, on a regular basis. So that's what I would do mm -hmm. to you. I mean, also that's part of the route because we all know like 11 to 13, like yeah. pre-teenagers and like a little like teenagers, but basically like that's usually when you find your path in life. Mm -hmm. Like, yes. of course it doesn't, there's no rush. It doesn't have to be at a specified time, but on average, that's usually the time people find their path to life. Yeah, that's and why I think that's, it's amazing that you're doing this careers for kids, right? It's focused on this time where people are thinking, where do I harness my passion? Exactly. And I think that's why I'm so excited for this podcast. That's so exactly excited. what it is. Because I, I feel like a lot of yes. just kids in general, especially our age, um, just don't really pay like as much attention as I, I think they should to like um, just like just everything going on mm -hmm. and like I don't really know how to explain this but like I feel like a lot of I feel like it's becoming less like just less um, less often that like people are starting to find like their path in life now exactly. it's because like I don't know it's just like because of multiple factors it's driven by multiple factors but that's the whole reason me and Maxwell started this podcast yes. here mm. to help inspire kids to um to just yeah, to explore to look at that to look, look, look at this so that's why it's it's, it's really good yes um, yeah okay also what is your life advice for kids listening to this finals yeah so maybe my final life advice for all all of the kids listening here is um you know find find what what sparks you know if you sleep at night and and you're like wow i really i really get excited about it right then then pursue it and try to like learn more about it right so i think that's something that 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 i think you have to like look at all, all the time is like wow like if i'm interested in business like how do i how do I keep on learning about business, right? Like if it's if it's media, right? How do I learn more about that? Because you never know, right? Like the foundation you have right now could do something in the future. Um, and, and I think that's the biggest thing, right? So for, for me, always keep an open mind, but always ask yourself, 
you know, um, if I feel that I'm getting passionate about something, try it. Don't be afraid to try something that makes you wake up at night and say, I, I wish I learned something more about this, this thing and then execute, right? Maybe that's the last thing. It's like, do something about it, right? Because if it all stays, stays in your mind, then it could fade away. But if you actually do it, then you learn a lot more. That's great advice. Well, thank you for your time here in Curious for Kids. Great. Fortunately, we have to go. Thanks for listening to the Curious for Kids podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode and see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.